the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, it's Mark Eisler with you again, back with you again, filling in for Dennis Prager. It's always an honor and a privilege, and it never gets old. Even if Sean, I, I think you've gotten much older, right? Why is he laughing? <laughs> Just Sean has gotten older. Hey, the last two times I was on, Sean, you weren't here. Do, do you have a note, an absence note, or do you have something? It was planned. So because it was planned, you don't think... You need a note? You're leaving as soon as possible. Oh, I may be alone here soon. All right. It's good to see you back. Uh, there is no one like Sean who can add the right touch to the show, especially when he listens to it. Are you listening? He'd like that, too. I know. He, see, I explained to my students different idioms, and one of them is inside joke or expressions. That's an inside joke for Sean and I. As always, you can reach me at markeisler at AOL.com, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com, and follow what I'm up to doing on Facebook and elsewhere. Uh, Sean and, and Kevin, whenever they get to my podcast, we'll, we'll begin the podcast. Yeah, you didn't answer me on the last note I sent you. All right. Oh, but he's got a new car. Congratulations. Can you applaud for yourself? It was, I didn't even ask you, what kind of car is it? What is it? It's. I thought it was a Jeep, but I was afraid to show my naivete. Yeah, he's applauding his Jeep. And his dog initiated it in some way. I'm not going to, I'll leave that to the listeners. In this hour, I want to talk to you about my deep frustration with my fellow Americans' inability, in my humble opinion. Of course, if I say it's humble, then probably mean it's not, but therefore all, eh, I'm paid to give opinions. But after the first Republican debate, there was wild approval for Vivek Ramaswamy. On Facebook, I read it, and on other social media platforms, and maybe on talk radio. So I asked myself, why was that? Mostly because he was articulate and spoke with passion. He was surely glib. One can't argue that. But I was surprised that most people couldn't see past that veneer. There was something about him that bothered me when I listened to him, even the very first time. I don't know if I heard him first on Dennis or where I heard him. And not because one Facebook observer suggested he said, oh, you don't like his nationality. No, no, I, I could care less about that. And, and then to the person's credit, I'm not going to say their name. You wouldn't know them anyway. They, I told them a little bit about him and they said, oh, let me do my research. So that was, that was nice. I just care about choosing good people. Maybe I have a slick meter. I don't know. Even with Bill Clinton, I recognized it right away. 
people would say, they'd say to me, if you met Bill Clinton, you'd be charmed by him. I don't think so. I never thought that. I never met him, but I knew he was a snake oil salesman from the beginning. I remember, I bet you Sean does remember this, in one of the primaries he lost, I'm going to guess it was Massachusetts, but could have been somewhere else. They said, uh, uh, Governor, I think he was Governor, uh, how do you feel about having just lost? And he said, oh, that's good for the campaign. This will excite everybody. And I said, I, I don't believe this guy. That doesn't make sense to me. And of course, I feel your pain. Yeah, that one never worked for me. Sean, I don't, I don't think that worked for you either, right? I feel your pain, yeah. I don't think so. Not unlike Obama's hope and change, often setting up, you remember what he would do, false arguments or saying we believed one thing and then destroying that argument, even though we never said it. And of course, he would do another, right? He lives, does he live in Martha's Vineyard? I don't even know. But he lives in a coastal town and he's uh, always talking about global warming, right? As if he worries about that. Or as another example, people taken in, there's a big one by Uncle Joe Talk. Do you remember that? Oh, Biden's just like your Uncle Joe. He's this nice guy. But I knew his history, and I knew how nasty he could be and how self-serving he was. Or people, people who support Hillary Clinton, there are people who love Hillary Clinton. That, that's fine. But they don't realize the Clinton's history. If you got in their, their way, they'd step all over you. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't know. And I, by the way, on my shows in the past, I remember I had on people who knew them. I remember a story with uh, uh, Bill Clinton was uh, uh, being taken around by his, his security staff and someone gets in a car with him and says, Governor, am I going to get that appointment? He says, sure. Someone else gets in the car later, same job. He says, sure. He, he had no trouble not telling the truth. I don't know why people don't see this. Yeah, I get taken in sometimes too, but not often. I don't know if you ever do this, uh, but I'll have an initial reaction about someone that may not be good. And with time, I changed my mind. Actually, this was the talk show host where I used to work at KBC, another station. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this person's really a nice guy. And then, as I got to know them better, I come back to my original position and say to myself, oh, I was right from the start. For example, I got taken in by Mitt Romney. Now, I didn't care for him all that much when I first saw him and met him in advance and stuff. Uh, something about this guy, I don't know. And then I thought I was wrong, especially after I met and liked a family member of his. Uh, Sean, I don't know if I ever told you this. And his wife at the convention, I got to go to the convention. I waved her and she looked right at me and waved back. So there I was taken in. <laughs> she was, you know, I, I don't want to say too much, but I was taken in. I think part of that thinking, though, was I wanted him to be a good guy. It took a while to realize that he had no real principles and how self-serving he was. But once I did my research and looked into his character, I figured out who he was. And I've asked myself, well, not just me, but I've asked on the air. I said, forgive me, I, I made a big mistake. I was a delegate for Mitt Romney. There are even talk show hosts, for example, who will go unnamed, that are nothing like they may sound on the air. Obviously not Dennis. So the only thing, Sean, you weren't here last time, but here's what I said about Dennis that I don't think people know. I want to see if you agree with me. I think Dennis has a terrific sense of humor, but you don't see it as much on the air as you do off the air. Do you agree with me? Are you thinking about it, or did you agree with me? <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, yeah, Sean was saying he's funny on the air, but off the air, he's got this big sense of humor. I, th I thought Sean's reaction reminded me of a Jack Benny line 
I'll tell the story. They said to Jack Benny, a rob- if you remember, for those that don't remember, he was considered very cheap. Not in real life, but uh, on the air, he was considered very cheap. So in rehearsal, they say, a robber comes up to you, Jack, and they say, with a gun, and they say, your money or your life. And Jack Benny says, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. And that became the line they used. So, Sean, I saw you thinking, I was thinking, is he thinking that, Dennis? He disagrees with me. But that was a good point. Uh, and I think that people who know Dennis outside say he's got a great sense of humor. But there are listeners who think from listening to people on the air, they think they know them. Radio, after all, is a very personal medium. But some hosts pretend to be something they are not. But I can spot people like Vivek Ramaswamy pretty fast most of the time. But as I said, many people after the debate were gushing all over him, saying he should be considered for the vice presidential slot. But did they do their homework? Did they do their research? So if you don't know, I'm going to help you a little bit now. Did they know he was funded by George Soros's brother with some scholarship and had that fact erased from Wikipedia? And supposedly, I think this is true, I can't be sure, he paid someone in uh, the organization, Wikipedia, to erase that before he ran. And when his campaign, this part I know is true, I read it, his campaign was challenged on that point, they replied he needed the money at the time. Ah, these people don't understand. When you get in big time, they check this stuff out. They checked out when he had the scholarship, and I think it was Fox Digital. Someone reported he made over $2 million a year, a little more than Sean, each of those two years that he got the scholarship. And this is one that's only come out the last week or two. Did people check that he had companies closely tied, he formed companies tied to the Chinese Communist Party, and I think they failed. Did, did they hear his latest position that Israel, last few weeks, that Israel in the next few years should not be funded at the same level as now and should be equal in funding to other countries in the Middle East that are with us or against us? It didn't matter to him. Did they hear his position on Taiwan or the Ukraine-Russian conflict? No. They were enamored with him because he was glib in the debate, perhaps aided by the, by the perception of the poor performance by the others on the stage I'll get into that the next hour. Of course, the Republican Party leadership omitted our own Larry Elder from the debate stage. Did you hear why they did it? They said, I think it was the Harris poll. So they didn't count that poll as one of the polls that showed the approval numbers that Rasmussen. Okay, not Harris. That's an older poll. Thank you, Sean. Uh, the Rasmussen poll, they didn't count that, and he never knew about it, but they eliminated him from the stage. More of that later. But what I want to focus on here is that people get taken in by smooth talkers. Of course, it's important to be articulate, both for our foes and friends alike to understand where we are. Look how weak Joe Biden is on the world stage because he can't communicate. And look, sorry, I'm not comparing the two, but look how mesmerizing Adolf Hitler was with the German people and how that helped him to seize power. Let me know what you think. one 8 Prager 776 I'm Mark Dexter.
Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart, and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion, my choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mentioned him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Mark, I still back with you again. I had more to say about Vivek, but you know I'm caller driven. Uh, so let's go to some and see what you guys have to say. And we'll go to Al in Atlanta, Georgia. Al, you're on with Mark. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm uh, really a big fan of the Prager Show and have enjoyed your guest hosting uh, over the past. Uh, Thank you. I kind of wanted to take a that you welcome. I wanted to take a different take uh, or attack. And play the advocate position. You know, Vivek Ramaswamy, I uh, hear this big groundswell of uh, accusations about his past and, uh, from friends and from your model, your introduction monologue. And uh, I'd like to take a step back and just introduce the fact that he has some strong ideas like uh, uh, microchip independence and other things that would strengthen our company. He, he uh, expresses a love for our country. And quite frankly, uh, the jury's still out in my mind as to whether uh, he's uh, got a groundswell of evil, uh, the Soros connection, et cetera. The whole panel is uh, is uh, our bunch of broken toys as, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Nikki Haley, Chris uh, uh, Christie, and Pence, they've all shown their uh, allegiance to maybe some uh, other than uh, uh, supportive uh, – American, American first support, in my opinion. So, uh, I wonder your opinion on you know. Let, let's look at the ideas the guy presents and how we might incorporate those into our future governance instead of just knocking him down for, for perhaps receiving some money from Soros. Hey, Soros might have made no, a no. mistake and given some money to a good guy. Al, you you make you make good points, but I didn't just say the Soros thing. I pointed out he had connections with the Chinese Communist Party, building up businesses with them. By the way, they, as far as I know, they failed. I point. I don't like his position on Israel. I don't like his position on uh, Russia and Ukraine. I don't like his position on Taiwan. So it it wasn't just the Soros connection. But I agree with you, and I'm going to do this in the next hour. That a lot of the people up there. I leave a lot to be desired also, but I don't think that's a reason to rush to Vivek. And I think it's, that's why I try to make it a larger theme. It's not just about him. It's about people being taken in by people, salesmen, slick people. And if he can change his positions that quickly, I think, I, I want to be careful about this. As far as I know, he went to Wikipedia and had that connection to Soros erased. If that's true, and I'm saying I'm not 100% sure about that, that's why I mentioned that stuff. But the other stuff, I, I like people who are articulate, but I think I'm talking about something else. Can you see through people 
who I, I'll even use this word, who might be phony sometimes. And, and that's the impression I get about him. He's too slick for me. And I admitted I was taken in by Romney. But part of that was a hope. And look what you're saying that I agree with totally. Compared to the others, you know, they leave a lot to be desired. I'm going to get to that next hour. But, Al, that, that's a good call. We, we mostly agree. Thanks so much. Let's go to someone else. Uh, Joey in Orange County, California. I think it's Joey. You're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. I'm so glad that you mentioned that about Vivek Ramaswamy because, uh, you know, he's good looking. He's very articulate. He's constantly smiling. He could sell you a refrigerator even if you already had two. Um, but uh, actually, I need a refrigerator. So if he did that, I might buy it <laughs> despite what I said. Well, call Vivek. See if he has one for sale. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I, you know, when I watched him and he has, he, the, the previous caller said he has a lot of strong opinions on everything and he does. And he thinks he's right about all of them. Um, and some of them are just way too strong for me about Taiwan, about Israel, mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, um, he, he just wants to come in and, uh, and handle everything. And I think what, uh, what Vicki Haley said is right. He lacks a lot of experience in foreign policy. He just really lacks it. And by the way, I think a lot of Nikki Haley, I just, uh, uh, next to Trump, uh, I put Nikki Haley up there. <laughs> well, l- listen, listen to me the next hour and I'll take care of her. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, but- I, I don't, I don't go into detail about her. Uh, she rubs me the wrong way too. That's why I agreed with the previous caller. We got a lot of people out there that leave something, but sorry, right. there are no perfect people, but you are, there what are you, no perfect people, but what you said, I want, I'm not going to say Sean and I were talking about something off the air. And I said, experience has to count for something in life. We all get better. I can tell this story. Uh, and he just wrote to me today. Glad I was on the air. My first producer, Richard, I'll say his name. Five years after I was a talk show host said, Mark, do you realize how good you've gotten? And I said, what do you mean? Wasn't I always this good? And he said, no, you weren't. <laughs> we we get better with experience. And I see him, in fact, yeah, he's got all these opinions and he's shouting them out. Yeah, but he, did he think through the Israel thing? Did he think through Ukraine and Russia? Okay, maybe those are his opinions. But he, he's sounding like someone who's figured it all out. Right. I think right. Dennis said this line that I know from Mark Twain. I'm going to try to paraphrase. Right. Mark Twain goes off to college. He finishes uh, four years later and he said, oh, after, you know, whatever these times in college, I realize how smart my parents got. Right. <laughs> right. right. We yeah. realize that as we go on. He's too glib for me. But that's my opinion. And well, but I agree with you. He's too glib for me. And it, it, it's, you know, and it, it brings up my red flags right away. But for most people, they just adore him. They go, oh, look at him. He knows everything, and he's so cute, and he smiles, and, you know, they're right on his little red wagon. And so that's worked for him all his life, and I'm glad, but he's not going to be my president. (laughs) And by the way, Sean and I were not taken in by what you say, his cuteness. I don't, Sean, we didn't have that discussion about how cute he is, right? We. But Sean's disagreeing with me. He said he appeals to the younger audience, and that, that maybe that's why people like it. They say, ah, oh, he'll go well with the, the younger crowd. Well, he goes really well with the younger crowd. They seem to think, you know, he's one of us. Let's put him in office. <laughs> yeah, well, it is scary. You, know, you probably know I'm a part-time teacher also. And uh, with our educational system, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, no. the way they view people and their values are a lot different than maybe yours and mine. Thanks. Well, but we still have to raise them up. You know, it's our job. 
<laughs> you're good. You're good. Where are you? Where are you? Orange County, you're not so far from me. When are you inviting me over for lunch? I'm just kidding. Oh, when do you want to come? I'm when just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thanks, Joey, for the call. I appreciate it. And, Sean, we have time for another one now? Oh, yeah, let's go for it quickly. Let's go to Paul in uh, Sterling Heights, uh, Michigan, I think. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Uh, I just had a question. I, I don't understand what the issue is with taking a $50,000 merit-based scholarship, no matter who it's from, when there's no strings attached to it. I just... I don't see what the issue is with that. Good. So if I'm right, and I read this correctly, and I always want to say that so I keep my credibility, as far as I know, there were reports that during that time that he took the scholarship, he was making over $2 million a year. Now, you may say, terrific, let him make $2 million and 50000 uh, But I think if you talk a certain way, it's hard to be... You're, you become hypocritical, uh, you know, after a while. So maybe George Soros's brother, well, I thought about this. Was what a, he says makes that hypocritical. I, to me, it would be dumb not to take $50,000 scholarship if somebody's willing to give it to you based on merit of what you've done in your life. we got to go, but I'll answer that. Thanks for the call. Mark, they're sitting in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcasts Square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. So I want to tell you I was complimenting Sean and all that stuff. He has ruined it for me now because he said I'm saying Vivek. Let's see, he said pronounce it, it's pronounced like cake, so Vivek? That's it? Vivek? You messed me up for the rest of the day. That's Then I start asking him, is it Kamala or Kamala? I still don't know. So what is it, Sean? What is it in that case? Kamala. Kam- oh, okay, he, he's the one giving me advice. That he, he, he went both ways. He said both names. It's Kamala? That's it? And you're sure it's Vivek? I'm going to say Mr. Ramaswamy, huh? He told you on the air. And so on the debate, I didn't really watch the debate. I was teaching. I had a good excuse. Uh, they they didn't mess up his opponents, or they did? Those in the know say Vivek. He's trying to be a poet laureate now, too. Okay, you got to understand this has messed me up. I have enough trouble. I'm going to talk about this in the third hour. I'm going to talk about Jimmy Buffett a little bit. Do you know, did you remember Jimmy Buffett, Sean? He's saying it like, of course, how, how could you ask me that? And so did, does Rick. But I now, when I play a song, it stays in my head, and I can't get it out of my head until I hear the next song. Do you have that problem when you're listening to something? Most people do. Oh, that's good. I feel a little better. And I'm going to, not going to ask you now, but think about it for the third hour. What's the song? Don't do it now that I'm thinking of that I can't get out of my head. 
Okay, that's good, and that's later. So to those of you out here, and I'll get back to your calls in a second, I look, I speak for a living, so I know how important that is, but it's only part of the qualifications for those in leadership positions. But many of you were taken in by Ramaswamy, even though they didn't know, you guys didn't know his true character. But I'm a behaviorist. I think Dennis is too. So I care much more about what people do than what they say. That is one of the reasons I don't have much trouble with President Trump. He often says things, obviously, that are over the top or better left unsaid. I don't think, maybe his parents, I don't want to blame his parents, that maybe when he got rich, no one ever told him, you know, you, you probably shouldn't say those things. Some of those things you should keep to yourself. But he got things done for this country, which is what I care about most. Maybe that's why so many people despise him, and they despise him. Because they get taken in by the spoken word more often than by good deeds. That's what counts. And by the way, I I wanted to make this a bigger topic. So in our own lives, it's important too. I remember in business meeting two people when I had my own business. I met two gentlemen who wanted to buy my business. And I told one of my brothers, I said, boy, we met these great guys who want to buy my business. And he said, You don't know if they're good guys or they're great guys. You just know they have a good personality. Maybe. And and he was right. Because people have to stand the test of time, including our friends and, yes, even our families. Dennis has remarked, and I agree with him totally about this, the, the phrase, he loves him like a brother. Well, but there are brothers that don't get along, sisters that don't get along. The families you get in life, that's luck. That, that, that's what that is. Who do you choose? You choose your friends and, and close relationships, not your family members. But even they have to stand the test of time. How often do people we thought were our friends disappoint us? Let me know what you think. 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Mark Eisler, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Mark Eisler, it's Mark. I'm listening to the song. I, I like it, but what's the name of that song? Yes, you are I love rock and roll, and I know Dennis loves it also. Yeah, it's Mark Eisler back with you again for Dennis Prager. There's no one on the radio now that I can think of who would be a greater honor to fill in for. And I, the only reason I emphasize now, uh, I never got to fill in for Rush. That that would have been a privilege too. We almost made it happen, but not quite. And and rather Rush wasn't the one who it didn't make it happen it was someone else but anyway that's how it works but i'm lucky enough just think about that to fill in for the best dennis is the best no one who covers so many important issues in life with the clarity that he brings to it so again for me it's a great privilege as always you can reach me at mark eisler at aol.com m-a-r-k-i-s-l-e-r at aol.com or at facebook at mark eisler I try to answer everyone, but I must admit sometimes I don't get to it, and I, so I apologize in advance. Uh, what we often do in life is we do the urgent things instead of the most important things. So I apologize for that if I don't get back to you. The last time I was on, I read probably, well, in my opinion, the greatest speech in American history ever given by an American president. And I can tell by your comments that many of you appreciated what I did. 
some of you telling me you were even moved to tears. So here's that the part of that Gettysburg Address that I want to repeat now, and you'll see why. President Lincoln said, Now we're engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. It is for us the living, rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here, dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take in great increased sorry increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. And that is our next task in this new civil war, which is ongoing in this country. It may not be physical, but it is just as real between those who want to continue the limited government that our founding fathers bequeathed to us, or those who want to control our lives and turn this into just another socialist or communist country. Where liberty is gone and tyranny wins. Where Benjamin Franklin, I read his autobiography, one of the great founders, may yet be right, and I quote him often because this line is so great. When asked what kind of country he, we created, he said, a republic if we can keep it. And now, it used to be, I didn't know years ago, it wasn't a democracy. A lot of people think it's democracy. No, it's a republic. I learned that from Franklin. But now that last part hits me even more than the other part, if we can keep it. He knew even then. What wisdom in those words. Lincoln asked, can our nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated long endure? So I ask you, will we dedicate ourselves to the unfinished work that he talked about all those many years ago to try to do a little that we can for those all over the years who have so nobly advanced this cause? Will we make sure that all those who paid the ultimate price did not die in vain? Will we yet have a new birth of freedom? And can we make sure that this government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth? I am not sure, as I once was. When I was a little kid and was inspired by President John Kennedy, and I'll quote the line I want to now, the lines, let every nation know, whether it wishes us well or ill, that we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and success of liberty. Those words may ring hollow now when the threat comes not only from the outside, which is what President Kennedy was talking about, outside our borders, but from within our borders, from our fellow citizens. How else can you describe Americans being locked up for years for the crime of trespassing or exercising their free speech rights or put in solitary confinement for relatively insignificant offenses or parents being arrested at school board meetings for exercising their free speech rights? How else to describe unequal justice 
with the party in power seeking to prosecute or eliminate its political enemies and getting off just about scot-free. Need I mention Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton and her husband, and of course even the so-called big guy, that's what he was called in communications with when money passed, Joe Biden. How is Biden still in power? How is his son still free? How is Hillary walking the streets after all those emails accessible by our enemies? I don't know if you remember this name. How is Sandy Berger? Do you remember him, Sean? He stuffed documents in his clothing and walked out. And they, we found out about this. And as far as I know, he was never prosecuted or maybe he pled to some lesser charge. The list goes on and on. How are all these people not held accountable with their ultimate betrayal and the indignity of it all? How else do you describe the indictment of a former president by his political opponents, both on the national and local level? Our founders never envisioned this tyranny. Or if they did, they tried to prevent it. You know, their brilliant system, I've talked about this, of checks and balances, right? You know, Congress passes laws, the president can veto it, Congress can overturn it, the Supreme Court can say it's unconstitutional, and then, and then they divided power between the federal government and the state government, and ultimately they gave it to the people. What do you do, though, when your opponents so lust for power that they will do anything to get it or to keep it, including destroying the country in the process to get that power? How else to explain allowing thousands, if not millions, of illegals to cross our borders, some of whom may be here to infiltrate our country and to plan new attacks? But it all makes sense if you want power at any cost. The days when Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill could, I, I think after, um, right after arguing about laws in Congress, at night they would have a drink. How do you explain that? There's nothing like that today. It just doesn't take place. We now have enemies within, and some may be your neighbors next door. I mean, that's, that sounds pretty dramatic. Actually, it started long ago, before I knew it, when the government itself was part of the assassination of its leader. You know, you've heard me many times now. I was the only host I know on national radio or even local radio at that time who said that President John Kennedy was assassinated by a conspiracy. And as best as I can tell, that the CIA was involved. That's why it's always covered up to this day. You can't see everything. Imagine a president of the United States assassinated by members of his own government. So all my dreams about the sanctity of this country's government have been dashed. Maybe we were lied to about the Vietnam War. Maybe the Gulf of Tonkin incident was fabricated. Maybe there were no Iraqi weapons of war. I know I was on the other side. Maybe, just maybe, we've been lied to for a long time. It's all very disheartening. Not hopeless, I didn't say hopeless, but disheartening. Because as Lincoln said, we must make sure that this country, so conceived in liberty, must not perish from this earth. Tell me what you think at 1A Prager 776. Can you really believe these indictments of President Trump? And by the way, why aren't local Republican district attorneys doing the same thing, indicting Democrats? I don't get it. Why aren't impeachment proceedings going on at the national level? 
when is Mitch McConnell going to be replaced? I can't believe I have a story. Lindsey Graham says, oh, onward, just keep on going. Everything's fine. Even one of my favorite senators, I'll mention this the last hour, John Kennedy said, oh, no, he explained it all. And it was just at a press conference that he had some issues. How can this go on? Will we be smart enough to choose the best leaders to run for office and not look for a miracle in a bottle like Vivek Ramaswamy? The really good men and women are out there. 330 million people, right? We got somewhere over that or around that. I used to say, you give me choices between Clinton and Bush, you got to be kidding. What do we have, dynasties in this country? And now what do we have to choose? Let me know what you think at 18 Prager 776. I'm Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Mark Astor back with you again, filling in for Dennis Prager. Helen... Helen, I'm sorry. I apologize. All we did was talk about her city, but we must have lost the line or she couldn't hold on that long. So I do apologize to you. Try to call back. It's a full board, but uh, as soon as we can, we'll get you back on. Let's see. Brent agrees with me about Vivek. Now, how do you say it again? The cake. Vivek. Vivek. Yeah, I'm not going to win on this. But here's someone who really disagrees with me. Um... Let's see where he went. Uh, Oh, here it is. Eric in Portland, you're on with Mark. How you doing, Mark? Real well. Yes. Let me have it. Okay. You get an F Uh for that first hour. um, The whole hour? Being a former teacher. Yeah. You you start off with, you know, why we should not like the vague. So I was waiting for something. And you gave absolutely nothing. So... Other than, I guess you said he took a grant or something like that, but um, I don't think you listen. I don't think you listened to the whole thing. That's not I, all I, I, I said. I did. I did. I listened to the whole thing. So, but you really just did. said all I said is he got a grant. He got a grant. Let's be accurate. He got a grant from Soros's brother. I don't know much about Soros's brother. That wasn't the problem. The problem was he said he took it because he needed the money, and it looks like he was making two million dollars a year, and. He got that erased, if I'm right, he got that erased from Wikipedia because he was embarrassed by it. That's not good stuff, but I didn't stop there. I went on and I said he had companies that had dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. I don't like his position on Israel, on Russia, on Taiwan. That's what I said, not just uh, took a grant. Okay. Well, 
Yeah. Again, you're not giving anything. All you're doing, it's more of an attack. It's more of the same thing. Like, say, when Trump came out, they attacked his, his business. They said he was the worst businessman in the world. And, of course, that was false. Right. But um, I didn't say he was a bad businessman. I said he did business with a communist Chinese party. Okay. Well, you know, maybe Vivek can defend himself on that. Uh-huh. But I, I want to let, let you know that, I mean, Vivek won the Republican debate. There's no doubt about it. I mean, but he hit every conservative point there was. And so immediately he started getting attacked by Republicans that, you know, don't like that kind of conservatism, that kind of a thing. So I thought it was pretty obvious what was going on. You know, the left-wing media is really attacking him. Now, he sure. won the debate. He won the Republican debate, just as Trump that, won the, the that, Republican debate that, back in the day. That may be. He may have won the debate, uh, although I have an alibi for that, which is, look look who he's facing. I'm going to go over that if I get a chance. All the others, you probably would agree with me. They, they leave a lot to be desired. You would agree with that, right? Like our own, you may not agree with me, but our own Larry Elder, if they didn't keep him on the stage, I think you would have been impressed by him if you know him. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, that's what the Republican Party did to keep Larry Elder out. It's, it's ridiculous. It's horrible. So it's uh, but it's, you know, it's inside baseball, swampy stuff. And, yeah, you know, but uh, he, he, a- he may have won the debate in terms of being articulate. I, I, I don't even want to argue yes. that, but I'm saying. I did bring up this other stuff. I'm not like those Democrats out there, and I'm not attacking him because he's conservative. I'm attacking him for all these other reasons. I do care about character. That does matter to me. That, uh, Obama, you couldn't trust what he said. Joe Biden looks like he's made deals, sold out the United States. Character does matter in who we select as leaders. I I agree with you. Character absolutely does matter, but you have not presented anything about his character that would that would eliminate him because saying that he took a fifty thousand dollar grant which you know from george Soros is like that's almost a, a potage thing you're going to take a fifty thousand dollar grant from a communist absolutely take it do whatever you want with it well why but, would you erase uh, you know, why would you erase that fact from wikipedia unless you're embarrassed well, no. I mean, you know, social media. There's all kinds of false stuff on social media. If he if he actually had no. the ability Sorry. to remove something on Wikipedia, which we know is is run by communists on Wikipedia and all that, I mean, it's ridiculous. But but, but uh, I I know you like him and you're very good by the way. You're very articulate. Well, I appreciate your call. But his campaign, I read that. That's accurate. His campaign spokesperson said that he needed the money during that time. And then if it's right, on further research, it looks like he was making over $2 million a year, more than Sean and I make together uh, during those years. So he doesn't sound like he or his campaign have been honest. Okay. Well, that's, you know, again, that's that's fine, but you haven't presented, you know, the, the proper evidence to, because it was almost like you were doing a, Kind of like a, a mini little hit piece on them, and and I'm, we're waiting for the substance. You know, you know the, the actual. You're hard. You you really like him. Well, no. Here's the, no. I'm a Trump supporter. I am. I'm Trump all the way. It's obvious this country. You know, if you're a conservative, there is no other choice than voting for Trump and Republican Party voting for election years. I mean, for many, you know, you know, they are jailing conservatives all over the country. That's right. And our our country goes as Trump goes. Our country goes. It's all, you know, but but attacking Vivek, I just found it was a little it was like, why? It's like, I mean, it's the, the guy, the guy on his woke, this woke stuff he talks about. It's brilliant. I mean, it's absolutely brilliant stuff. You know, you know, I have to I have to concede to you now because Sean just pointed out to me 
You're a Trump supporter in Portland, and that's difficult enough. So how could I possibly argue with you? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I just, I, I'm just, uh, I appreciate you guys taking the call. So, uh, well, yeah. I, but well, no, answer that. How how is it oh, for you to be a Trump oh. supporter? Do you get a lot of grief or uh, oh, your family oh, yeah, or friends? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. No, I. It's very difficult. No, here in Portland, I am. Uh, uh, very difficult. I'm talking extremely difficult. I have to watch what I do. I have to watch what I say. I have to, uh, you know, I, you know, it's, no, it's, it's incredibly difficult. That's why, you know, the country's in such danger. I mean, it's, it's no joke. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, ostracized, uh, many, you know, many different places defending Trump. I mean, going back to the COVID years, you know, um, you know, I was, you know, I was banned from you know, all kinds of places, stores, because I was, I was fighting the, you know, all the COVID stuff. So why, so why but, do you uh, stay in Portland? I mean, you could ask me, why do I stay in Los Angeles? But well, why? yeah, it, it, I, I'm actually considering um, leaving. I'm actually considering it, but I got, you know, I got some real estate up here. I got a small sure. little business up here. And um, well, Sean just and, said uh, he just told me in my earpiece that you could room with him. <laughs> well, I, you guys are in where are you guys at anyway in los angeles area you know oh yeah well here's the other thing I, yeah i just sent my son down to, to college and, and well i won't even get into that but anyway anyway it so. sounds i like was left wing yeah i understand that one too yeah, hey you're 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 a good man i you're tough to get you know past because you're saying i didn't give any strong arguments and you're you're a trump supporter which i probably am also uh i just want to make sure he can win but you're really good so thanks so much for your call eric thank you very much absolutely and so do we have time sean uh what do we got left one i don't want to be unfair so i'll keep you over brent um but go ahead brent you go because you have the opposite side if we need to we'll keep you over go ahead brent you're on the mark yeah. Yeah, hello, magnificent Mark. Thank you. I'm I'm giving you a triple A plus. Wow, he gave me an F. I noticed, and thank you for ripping the slick Marxist mask off of vivacious Rima Slimy. Also, oh, you didn't like him. <laughs> no, hold on. We're hitting the break. I promise we'll put you on hold. So don't leave us. Boy, what what a difference between the two of them. Let me know what you think. 1-8-Prager-776. I'm Mark Eisler, sitting in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Mark, I'm back with you again. I hate to interrupt that. I mentioned before uh, the passing of Jimmy Buffett this last week. And I'll get to all your calls. You guys want to talk politics, and I promise to get back to them. Uh, it. He wasn't just a, an excellent singer. It's what he was. I enjoyed his singing very much. I got to see him in concert once. Uh, my younger brother introduced me to his music that way, and I was pretty impressed. But I'm still surprised, days later, how many people appreciated his music and said that he had uplifted them, especially at dark times in their lives. That is a pretty good legacy to make such a difference in people's lives, like Dennis does. 
And his sister said that even at the end, he still had that kind of good cheer. And and Sean, thank you for playing uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. I played, my students had never heard of him, and I played a couple of songs, and they loved it. Uh, his songs could be silly and crazy, but they were uplifting for the most part. As Dennis has said, and my favorite president, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln has said, happiness is a choice, and I share that with my students. I share many life lessons with them as, as well as, of course, teaching them at the same time. And I taught them that happiness is a choice. I do what I wish my teachers had done with me when I went to school. Often whenever they said something I was really interested in, they say, oh, now we have to get back to the subject, you know, the subject at hand. That's why Dennis doing Ultimate Issues strikes such a chord with me, the things that really matter in life. But I make life lessons a part of my teaching. So recently one student came up to me after class and told me I had helped him get out of his depressed mood when I said every day I try to look for good things that happened that day. He said he was depressed early in the day about missing his family in Mexico and also breaking up with his girlfriend, and that my words had cheered him up. It seems Jimmy Buffett had that effect on thousands and thousands of people. So the message for all of us is to ask yourselves how you want to make a difference in your life. Of course, for those who believe that this is not all the life there is, it's comforting to know that there's something after this. I don't, I don't get how atheists don't get too depressed and think this is it. By the way, that might describe or explain the left a little bit because if they think, if they're atheists especially and they think this is all there is, they, they get their meaning and purpose out of controlling other people's lives. But maybe I'm wrong about that. But it certainly is very depressing to think that this is all there is, that the good people suffer the same fate as the bad people. But that is not what I want you to consider for now. As I watch all these wonderful people leave us and realize how important they were in our lives, I want you to think about your legacy and how you want to make a difference while you can in, in people's lives. Of course, I've said this before, but you must find time to spend with the people you care about and tell them you care about them before it's too late. We often spend too much time doing what's urgent and not what's important. As Dennis taught me many years ago, this is all we have, and it is time, and it is so precious. I often dream about my loved ones who have passed, and in my dreams, I get to be with them one more time, and I share stuff I wanted to share with them. But then I wake up and I realize it was a dream, and it, it, it could be a little depressing. That's why I say the message is uh, do it while you can. And one of the advantages of living a long life is you get to see so much in life but like most things in life, it's a double-edged sword because if you get to live a very long life, you also get to see way too many people you care about pass on. And I was surprised. I'm still seeing posts on Facebook and elsewhere about how much Jimmy Buffett meant to them, how he had cheered them up. And that's what we'd want to do in our limited time here to, to try to make a difference. So I thought the, the, the time goes so quickly when I'm filling in for Dennis. I promise I'll get back to politics. So let me go back to your calls and uh, so many good ones. Um, and here's one. Let's go to Susan in Stallion Springs, California. You're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Uh, commenting. I was a geriatric nurse, skilled nursing. And what I've seen with McConnell, I don't go, go along with the explanation at all. There is no way it's lightheadedness or dizziness or whatever they've been saying. Um, he appears to be 
having TIAs, uh, many strokes, and he meets he meets everything. Um, as far as I dealt with that a lot. Yeah, no, I I feel sorry for him. I do too. But the, you ha- have to know, I think, uh, especially in that kind of position, when that's your time right. is up. So look what we got. So we got Fetterman who wins his election. They, oh, God, that supports my theory. The American people, in that case, I guess they vote just because he's a D, not because of his personality, but they voted for him anyway. They're so angry at us and everything supposedly we stand for. And and you got Mitch McConnell, and you got, of course, Biden, the best example yeah. of that. He's the president of the United States, and you, you wonder if he's, he's all there, and I don't mean that in a mean way. Exactly. It, it's just so sad to watch. And, and this is, And you have... I, I'm not going to get to it, but you have Senator Lindsey saying, oh, everything's fine. He explained it to us. Senator Kennedy, who I like even more, saying right. he explained it to us. Everything's fine. The Senate Republicans are hopeless as a and group. And the doctors. And the doctors that explained that, it was totally inaccurate. If you if you don't know anything about medicine, you might buy it. But I dealt with it. I know. I saw it all the time. And he meets all the parameters on that. And same thing with, with Biden, the way he walks, his gait. Dementia. It's absolutely. He's like McConnell, except he's in motion and his eyes are moving a little bit. Yeah. And we all know the things that Biden has said, uh, yes. many, many of which don't make sense. And he's the leader of our country. But the Democrats so lust for power, Susan, that they'll do anything to keep that power. Uh, how about his wife, by the way? Where is her dignity for her husband? That she lets yes. this go on, and I think part of that is that's that lust for power. I consider that elder abuse, and that's what you know took place when I was in skilled nursing. There was a certain amount of elder abuse with family. Yep, yep. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. it. Looks like you guys want to talk about that, so let's go to Kim in Los Angeles. Kim, you're on with Mark. Hi. Um, I'm just taking a guess here, but I think there's probably vested business interest. Uh, for Mr. McConnell. And um, if I understand this correctly, his wife is Chinese. I mean, that doesn't really mean much, but it could mean something. Well, I think um, I think there's some businesses owned that have dealings with China. I think you're right about that, as far as I know. So, yeah, so I think that he is probably highly likely compromised in a similar way to Biden. I, and what I like is that we're willing to pick on our own. The, Dem- the Democrats don't want to do that. And, and again, none of this said out of meanness. It's just if, if you can't serve, you can't serve. I mean, that one is obvious. Uh, thanks for your call. I, I appreciate it. And let's go to um, Jimmy. Jimmy wants to talk about it, too. Jimmy in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You're on with Mark. Hello, Mark. Uh, uh, thank you for this. The girl explained it. Uh, Mitch McConnell is a Chinese Democrat. Uh, Lindsey Graham is a two-face. Biden is a devil. And the Pope, I'm disgraced. I'm a Catholic. He's an embarrassment. We're in trouble. We need Jesus. The famous nine words of all time, the greatest nine words ever spoken. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. Yeah, the only thanks for your call. I only think, I do think, unfortunately, the Democrats do know. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, let's go to uh, Vincent in Atlanta, Georgia. You're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. We probably need some Margaritaville. Uh, these are dark days, but <laughs> I just 
Yeah. I just want to say that this Democrat Party is lawless and corrupt. They are the threat within described by President Lincoln that would destroy us. Decent Democrats don't know what this party has become, and the rest don't care. But that's why they run fraud investigations, fraud elections, arrest everyone in sight, and then force their own attorneys to testify against them because they count on Republicans to basically uh, complain with sound and fury and then roll over. Mm -hmm. And uh, America was not built with cowardice, and it cannot remain with cowardice. And if we're going to save this country, that's what it's going to take, courage. And you're really on to it because that's why they hate Trump so much, because he upset that apple cart, the the swamp in Washington. I hate to use that word, but it but it's true. He stepped on those toes. By the way, I'm going to do an analysis of the candidates if we have time, but that's why they don't like uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in the Democrat Party, because he's also someone that may upset the apple cart. I watched him with, I, was it Tucker or someone else? No, it was Bill Maher, I think, where he was interviewed and he said, my father was killed. I know who killed my father. They don't want to hear any of this stuff. 1-8-Prager-776. I want to hear from you. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. And so I want to give you my take on the political candidates out there, and then you can call it 1-8-Prager-776, and I'll get back to you. So let's start with the evil side. I, I mean, I'm sorry I'm saying that. I would have said Democrats in the past. Do I think Joe Biden's going to stay in the race? I just have this feeling he's not going to stay in the race. Something is going to give. Will it still be a Biden-Harris ticket? Therefore, I don't think so. So because I'm bringing up the issue, do you— Kamala, Kamala, whatever it is, I think they can find a way to get rid of her, too. Will Robert F. Kennedy Jr. play any role in their party? I obviously don't agree with many of his views, but he appears to not be controlled by the left. He is his own man, and that, that's saying something on that side. Will that phony Gavin Newsom actually take over for Joe Biden? I can't believe the rest of the country doesn't see what he's done to California. It's incredible. He turned this paradise. He's not the only one, but the Democrats controlling every state office and controlling all the levers of power. So there was a caller. I don't know if he's still on. Want to talk to me about what Karen Bass has done as mayor of Los Angeles? They're all terrible. The the fact that people don't see how bad he is amazes me. But do I think he's got a real possibility? Hard hard to believe it, but I think he does. So you can let me know your your take about what do you think their side will do. Ours is a little more difficult for me because we have so many candidates. Let's start at the top. I think President Trump was a great person because he did great things. The only question for me is can he win? Obviously, the other side is doing everything they can to destroy him before he destroys them. That's what I think is going on. Will the American people figure it out? I'm not sure because they get enamored with the wrong thing sometimes. But he is my choice if I am confident he can win. Next on the list is Ron DeSantis. He's been a disappointment. I, I thought he'd be better than he was, at least on the campaign trail. He's kind of the opposite. We started to bring it full circle with Vivek. Did I say that right this time? Vivek. i got to get that right. I, 
at night, I'll keep, instead of listening to Jimmy Buffett, I'll say Vivek 10 times. Maybe I'll get it right. He's faulted because of a sloppy campaign. I'm talking about DeSantis now. Because he's not flashy and doesn't speak with passion. He's also made some serious blunders like, I think there's a quote, labeling Donald Trump supporters, quote, as listless vessels devoid of principle who simply follow whatever comes down the pike from truth social every morning. I don't even know how to find truth social. Do you, Sean? Have you looked at it? He doesn't know. <laughs> Most of us don't even know. I bet you if I ask Dennis, do you look at Truth Social every morning? Dennis says, how, how do I find that? Or what? I guess he would know what it is. And I don't like his supporters. It's not fair always to pick on people who support you. But the Bushes, I just don't have much use for the Bushes. And I said it at the time. George W. Bush helped us lose the next election because he stayed out of it. He thought he was above that. They hate Trump. They support uh, DeSantis big time, but I'm a behaviorist, which I said earlier, and he's been an excellent governor. So I'd be okay with DeSantis. I think I'm done with, oh, no, no, one more I'd be okay with, Tim Scott. I think Tim Scott is a good guy. He's not conservative enough for me, but I think he's a good guy to be a fine president. Of course, my favorite on that list would be Larry Elder, but you, you, I've kind of alluded to it before. Oh, Rona McDaniel, is that how you say her name? I didn't support her for RNC chair. Harmy Dillon, I think, was running against her. The inside crowd. See, we have the inside swamp on our side. It's clear McConnell and the rest of them. Like Lindsey Graham, why do they How could they not see that McConnell needs to go? Oh, because they get the committee uh, assignments from him. And he controls the money. I get it. That's more important than the country. Yeah, I get it, Lindsey Graham and some of the others there who support him. So I, I, I... and they kicked to finish the story. So Larry Elder didn't get to go in the debate. What was the uh, poll? Rasmussen. Rasmussen poll, they decided not to count. Why is that? I, always, I think Rasmussen was only one of the two that got it right when Trump won. Oh, so you, you literally, didn't, Larry's campaign didn't know about it. You, you decide not to count that poll. Oh, that's nice. Why is that? Was a fix-in to make sure that Larry wasn't on the stage? I don't want to be conspiratorial, but he would have been the best. You wouldn't have needed... Vivek. Did I say it right that time? I said, won't have to do it in the middle of the night now. <laughs> got it right. So now for my losers. Isn't that great that I categorize them all as losers? Because I don't like any, I think. Let me see if I'm right. If I leave. Oh, yeah. I don't know that guy. What's his name? Bergman? I don't even know how to say his name. Bergman. I don't know. I guess he's a governor. A lot of these people are on there because they get name recognition. I remember a story years ago, Jack Kemp, when he ran for vice president, didn't do well. In fact, I think he lost in the debate to Biden. Yeah, he didn't look good. But his speaking fees went from 10000 if I'm right, per speech to 50000 So I know why some people do this. But let's start with Vice President Pence. He doesn't come off well. I wasn't thrilled when he was chosen as vice president. I knew his crowd included the Paul Ryan types. See, I, I do my research. So I didn't trust him. By the way, to be fair... President Trump has not made good choices. Maybe that's one disadvantage of being an outsider. Because Sean and I were talking about this, experience matters in every field, but Trump did not have that experience. He trusted others. Like, who was his first Secretary of State? I think he was a disaster. He picked a lot of bad people. And I think that comes from not having been there. That's one of the disadvantages. The advantages is he's willing to clean the swamp, and he didn't have those deals. 
Uh, but there, there are so many bad people he picked. FBI director, I can't even think of his name now. What a disaster that was. The list is long of the choices he made that were bad, and Pence was one of them. I didn't like it at the beginning. And Pence's argument that he followed the Constitution is spurious for me. There is precedent for returning the electors to the states. I think it happened in the 1870, somewhere around there. He let all of us down when the country was on the line. And I love, here's what he does. He touts the Trump-Pence team when that works for him. And then he, what were you going to say, uh, limited time. Uh, but it's convenient how he talks about no one is above the law. He's turned on Trump too. He wants to have it both ways. Give me credit for the Trump-Pence, but turn on Trump because the Democrats are going after him. Whoa, boy. I have no use for him. I'll get to the rest. Let me know what you think. one 8 Prager 776 I'm Mark Eisler, filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Mark Eisler, filling in for Dennis Prager. And Joan in Simpsonville, South Carolina, has such a good point. Helps me talk about another character. But, Joan, you're on with Mark. Hi. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, what I wanted to say is, yes, Trump did make some bad picks as far as uh, people in his administration and, and uh but i think he acknowledged that and uh for instance his pick christopher ray he said uh chris christie was the one who told him to pick him. oh is that true i didn't so, know i didn't chris christie uh, had suggested christopher ray yes definitely i've heard that more than twice uh-huh. and i think he i believe i even heard trump say it um but uh-huh. other than that everything else he did for our country was perfect so um, I can't really fault him too much. Well, you know, you, you gave me a chance to talk about Chris Christie. Now, there's a despicable guy. He He's so full of himself in, in more than one way. But uh, he just, is, it's all about him. He, I think, who did he attack? Marco Rubio last time. He's not a nice guy. The American people like good people. And what what was that, Bridgegate in New Jersey and stuff like that? I, I, I think he left with the people really unhappy with him in New Jersey. But he's full of himself. What are his polling numbers? I don't even know. Is he getting actually one or two percent? Yeah. Here I'm talking about the people not having good judgment. So I guess there's some like that. But yeah, everything he accuses Trump of is what he's doing himself. Yeah. And some of the others. So it gives me a chance. Why is Asa Hutchinson up there? Oh, yeah. To say Trump should be prosecuted or whatever to get his minutes of fame. Right. Uh, Am I leaving yeah. anybody out? There's a, there's a sorry cast. We have 330 million people. Trump is terrific, obviously, and I, I hope he becomes president again. He was doing stuff. There's a caller there. I, I only, I'll, maybe I'll answer her now. Kathy in Pasadena uh, said, can you list Trump's accomplishments? And, and Gene is saying he's done so much. All right, I'll, I'll take your call, Kathy. You, you, maybe you are serious. Go ahead, Kathy. You're on with Mark. Yes, I am serious. Uh, people always say he's doing, he did so much, and I have to answer to uh, his critics in my household. You're I'd saying, like to be able to say he did this, 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 and this. <laughs> no, you, I didn't quite catch you. You want to be able to say that or someone said that? 
No, I want to be able to answer to his critics. Oh, I get it. So you didn't disagree with me. Yeah, well, let's start off by he's been strong militarily. You know, the uh, the missiles that he struck at Syria let our enemies know right away, hey, this guy, unlike Biden, of course, to come, wasn't going to play around. Let's talk about ending the Iran deal, uh, giving money, which Biden wants to still do, with our enemies, killing our soldiers. Let's talk about uh, North Korea, at least was... For a while, not you know, activating any missiles, testing any missiles. Let's do locally. Uh, we had, we were an exporter of gas to other countries in the world, and now our gas prices have gone up like crazy, which impacts inflation and everything else. Let's talk about. I forgot the embassy in Jerusalem. A lot of presidents had talked about it, but no one had ever done it. Uh, I, climate change. He understood that a lot of it. You know, maybe there is climate change. There's not much we can do about it. What do, what do you want to, uh, should I keep going on with the list? The Supreme Court justices. Maybe they didn't come through the way we thought they would, but he certainly tried to get conservative Supreme Court justices. These are people that just don't like him. How could you say he didn't do a good job? The inflation rate, what was it? 2%, one something? I don't even know what it was. What are they saying? Because they hate him and they don't want to recognize all that he's done. Well, that's for sure. I'm with you on, um, yeah, I don't know what, it, uh, personality, I guess, I don't know. Well, I said I'm it before. Very... I said it before if, if you heard me. He he says things he shouldn't say. He's yes. off the top. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, he can be very funny, by the way, sometimes too, but he gets himself in trouble. He doesn't filter it as well as Dennis maybe would do. I even have that in my notes here. Maybe Dennis should have run for president. Then we would have lost his his microphone, you know, his his voice. (laughs) But you need someone who filters that, who knows how to speak and what you can say. Unlike, you helped me start where I began. That's a redundancy. Back to the the vague, uh, where he's so slick and all that stuff. Yeah, Trump is not slick. And they hate him for that. Because he he does say things he shouldn't say. There is no filter there. And and that's disappointing. But, hey, I want to say this. We get packages. We don't get perfect people. We don't get perfect husbands and wives. We don't get perfect presidents. I talked about Lincoln, my favorite president. 1-8-Prager-776. I want to continue that thought. Let me know what you think. Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Oh. Don't think you realize. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. Board is filled. I apologize. I, 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 I'll try to get to as many people as I can. You can reach me. Keep in touch with me. Mark Eisler, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com. One of these days, I've been saying this for a couple of years, we'll start my podcast. Uh, it should be interesting. I have some different ways of doing it. It, it may not be the same everybody else is doing. But watch that on Facebook. I'll let you know. Um, uh, which of these calls do I pick? Uh, well, Joan, we did about Chris Christie, so I did him. And uh, let's go to uh, this is an interesting one, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Let's go to Tim. Tim, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, how's it going today? Real well. Good. Curious what your thoughts on President Trump's support for the socialist vaccine program, where he gave $15 billion to pharmaceutical companies to make a vaccine which was ineffective? then passed the PrEP Act to shield them from any liability. Yeah, it's not one of my... like a very conservative move to me. Yeah, no, you're right. I I think this is my only alibi for him or excuse for him. Those were tough times, if you remember. And people were worried. People were scared. 
I had a teacher next door to me die. Uh, pretty sad. She was taking care of her parents, and they counted on her, and she dies ahead of them. Wasn't the only one I knew who died. So those were desperate times, and people will do things. Oh, yeah, I, you helped me remember my thought I wanted to say before the break. Abraham Lincoln wasn't perfect, and, you know, he did habeas corpus. People picked on him uh, because he wasn't for ending slavery at the very beginning. Actually, Lincoln, uh, I read that book about him. Lincoln knew when to do things. He knew when he had the American people on his side. So it was to keep the Union together, but he wholeheartedly supported the ending of slavery at the right time. I think to go back to those times, that's my answer. Trump was caught up in it. That's why Fauci and all. Well, I, I agree those were crazy times, but we've learned a lot since then, and he still has never come out and spoken out against the vaccine. He actually refers to himself as the father of the vaccine and still pushes it to this day my with an- everything that we, yeah. that, that we a, know. So It's a good challenge, and here's my answer. He's got an ego problem. Look, he supports uh, Vivek because, you know, he likes him because he said good things about him. Donald Trump does have some personality weaknesses that are obvious. If you like him, he's a big supporter of yours. If you don't like him, he quickly turns on you. Unlike Dennis's idea, which I love, about a bank account, that people have a bank account, they do good things, they do not such good things, he's going to turn on you real quickly. This was his baby, and I think it's hard for him to admit he was wrong. Let me say this. I... Never... We're talking about people's lives here, though. People are dying. I mean, this is not this is not just an, like an opinion or somebody uh, that doesn't I, like something. I you know? get it. But like I said, we're not going to agree with your presidents on everything. We get the whole package. And I like well, you. That, I mean, as somebody who voted for Trump twice, that was enough to, to make me cut ties with him. So he'll so you... never have my support again. Oh, that. that's fair. Who will you vote for in this election coming up? I will not vote. I, I feel the elections are cooked, and I, I think that voting is a waste of time at this point. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I appreciate you. I don't agree with you. Uh, Lincoln would never agree with you. This, these are tough times. Thanks for your call. But I would never give up on this country. How could you, if you heard me talk about Lincoln at the Gettysburg Address? They gave their lives. He was only wrong about one thing I said on the last time I read the entire Gettysburg Address. He said, people will little note nor long remember what we say here. No, we remembered it forever and will probably remember it forever. And when he said, we owe it to all of them, they, they get paid the ultimate price. And there have been millions or th- at least thousands after that. And many thousands who gave their limbs and arms and whatever. How could you ever give up on this country? This is it. This is the last best hope, as Lincoln said. Uh, so I, I agree with you. A lot of the elections, look, Dennis is neutral on uh, the election being stolen. I've seen enough to feel strongly that election was stolen from Donald Trump. That's why I'm so angry at Mike Pence for what he didn't do. That's why I'm so angry at Nikki Haley. I didn't mention her for turning on Trump at that point. You know, I care about loyalty. It's one of the qualities I care a lot about in people, since we're talking about people, and I did with the opening monologue. That's the test of time, loyalty, goodness, right? Those are the qualities we look for in people. You can't give up on this country. There is nothing else. There, I, I don't get it. So we have to vote and do our best to make sure, and that's why I'm so upset with the Republican Party and have been. You have Mitch McConnell there supposedly leading things. I'm not in love with Kevin McCarthy either. But where are the Republicans standing up for what we believe in, what the average American believes in? 
Do they not? They don't go there to make money and make connections. You know, a lot of these politicians get rich at this. Um, they, you know, like Nancy Pelosi. I don't know if she was, her husband was always wealthy. I don't know. Or Dianne Feinstein. I didn't mention her. From all obvious signs, she's not the same person. I don't care about our politics. And she shouldn't be doing it anymore. They have to know. But we don't get perfect people. And you can't give up. You've got to go out and vote. Our, our sacrifice is small compared to everybody else's sacrifice out there. So that's my response to uh, you. Um, let's see. The Abraham Accords' biggest accomplishments. Uh, let's go to, I think I understand, uh, Lake Forest, California, and Conran. You're on with Mark. Uh, line three. Hi, Mark. I take exception with that last caller. He's making our argument. I believe the Democrats would have supported and backed vaccines sooner than Trump ever would have. Yes, that that's they they I don't know if this is what you're saying, but they always circle the wagons. There's no issue about that. Uh, and we got to do everything uh, we can to make sure that our people win. The reason the reason I got the vaccine was I believe it is man-made and the building blocks with which it would have been man-made, I believe, existed so they would have used the same building blocks to create a vaccine. Well, I think his point was is he's normal. I think his point was that is is he's still defending Trump and that bothers him very much. I appreciate your call. We, we have time. Let's go to Mike in uh, Akron, Ohio. Mike, you're on with Mark. Yeah. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for taking my call. I agree with all your points about uh, Trump. He did a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. I'm so sorry to hear about the previous caller who said he wouldn't vote again. I think it's our sacred duty. Yeah. And politics are tied to morality. Morality is tied to the church. If you're a Christian, it is your sacred duty. If you value the lives, that the blood that was spilled in previous world wars and so forth, it's our sacred duty to vote. If you value freedom, as, yes, there's corruption. Yes, the, the, hold, there is, hold, hold on a second. Here. I'll hold you over. Hold, hold on there. We've got to go to the break. 1-8-Prager-776. Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. Mark Eisler back with you again. A lot of you say very nice things to me. You can keep in touch. Mark Eisler at AOL.com. M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com. But it's a team effort. It's never done alone. There, I, it, I've had seen a lot of producers in my life. There's no one better than Alan for Dennis. I've never seen anyone produce it as well as Alan does for Dennis. So thank you, Alan. Whenever he asks, I'm there. And uh, Rick and uh, Alejandro and Tony and Suzette uh, manning the calls. That's not easy when they come in rapidly. And Zach, to quote Sean, whatever he does. No, he made you do a lot, Zach, if you're listening to me. And I don't want to leave out Sean, which I did one time. I Zach is terrific when he fills in for Sean, but Sean has done this forever, and experience matters, and the relationships matter. He's He makes me so comfortable. It's It's like having... A right-hand man. You know, you, you, they read your mind. They know what you want. You And I know Dennis feels that way, too. The show would not be as successful without Sean. Uh, I was on with Mike. Let's go back to Mike in Akron. Hi, Mike. Hello, Mark. Thanks again for, uh, you know, keeping me on. Um, sure. By the way, there's a great team there at Dennis Prager. I love Dennis Prager. He's such a, a national treasure. He's got a great team. But every once in a while, they screw up. you got to send them to the punishment room. So that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> but going back to voting, 
it's a sacred duty. And as I said, you know, politics is tied to morality. Morality is tied to the church. It's our sacred. If Christians would just show up and vote, we would win. It's just, that's just the But point. you also wanted it's to say, because I wanted to get that in, you support DeSantis, right? Yeah, okay, I wanted to say that. And the reason why is because uh, listen, it, Trump is not a principled person. He was phenomenal for foreign policy. He unleashed American energy, loved all of that. But when you, the problem is he supported Fauci, gave Fauci a presidential medal of accommodation on his last day in office. He, he stands by everything he did. He can't admit his mistakes, and he can't pivot like Ron DeSantis did. If you look at Ron DeSantis's record, it is stellar. To me, you get a guy that has a serious Harvard law degree that isn't going to make the mistakes, that is principled. Oh, that you lost me there with Harvard. Harvard. You were doing so well when you mentioned Harvard that you yeah. care about yeah, a law you know, degree. I, I, get, I, get I know, but it's the end of the show. I, I, it used to be, but I, they, still, they have a serious law degree program. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but that those kinds of things don't necessarily impress me. But you are. Uh, he'd be a good choice. That's all I want to say. I don't agree with you about everything you said about Trump. I he I don't know if uh, DeSantis is as strong as Trump is, and I don't like the Bushes and other people who support him, but that's another day. Thanks for your call. I... You know, I, I want to thank everybody out there. It's 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 unbelievable to have a, a microphone in this country. You cannot give up on it. That's the theme. I, and you got to pick the right people. Not voting. I'm glad he called up with that idea. No, no. You you got to save this country. It, it's the greatest experiment in the history of the world. It's not just ex, an experiment. We're not perfect. But boy, have, are we the best. It's, it's so obvious to me even now. And we got to keep it going. So I finished my show the same way every time it's a privilege to have a microphone in the greatest country in the history of the world and it's mankind's bestless hope as lincoln said let's keep it that way see you next time dennis prager here thanks for listening to the daily dennis prager podcast To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.